Hey, welcome to the Monkey House Primates. So, thanks so much. I've asked around here to quickly uh, let you all know that we're in Sydney. We're about to be in Brisbane. So uh, very quick stop in Sydney. We're just here for a few nights. So come and see us. And then what are we doing? We're going up to Brisbane. We're going to do a Who Knew It with Matt Stewart at Good Chat. And we're also doing a couple of Dryer Dryers, our comedy festival show. It's the last run of the whole tour. So come on down, Brisbane. That's right. And in Sydney, we're at the Manning Bar and at the Chippo for the Who Knew It. Really pumped up. Hopefully see you all there. Uh, now on with the show. Ook, ook. What is that what the monkey say? Yeah, ooga cha cha. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Welcome to Primates, the podcast where we explore primates in popular culture from chimpanzee all the way down to chimpanzee. I'm your host, Matt Stewart, and I'm joined by the official second banana of the show. He's host of the gaming show Gaming Game, which is a gaming show of games and about games for games. It's Evan Munro Smith. Hey, I just realized I can demask. Yeah. Oh, he's revealed himself. <laughs> there he is. This is so unusual. We're um, yeah, we're back physically in the same room, and we're technically allowed to have our masks off for you know these sort of recording purposes. That's just you know so people know. Because I mean, COVID um, is pretty respectful of podcasting. <laughs> it knows uh, during a podcast that it should not jump from person to person. Yes. At- during it's rude to do so during a podcast. Very, very rude. Um, very rude. I mean, we're also one point five meters away, and we're uh, we are only two people, uh, which is the maximum allowed in the size room that we're in. So we're all, you know, we're, we're, we're following all the boxes, following all the rules. We're both feeling um, healthy, showing no symptoms yes. of temperature checked. We've also done a full body lather, <laughs> which I think Evan. I'm actually not sure, Evan, if this is even in the COVID plan, but he insisted upon it, so. We've lathered up. Um, I'm not even sure what is this. What is it? Buttermilk? <laughs> it sounds delicious. I mean, it smells great. And yeah, maybe maybe it'll be good for the skin. I'm not sure. It would be. So we're, we're now getting to the halfway point of season two of the Umbrella Academy. We're yeah. today talking about... Getting into the business end. Episode five of a 10-episode season. And what an episode. Oh, it really got primate heavy. I mean... Relative to the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, certainly started strong anyway. It did. Jeez, I'm like, oh, I'm in primate heaven right now. <laughs> chimp, I was about to say ch- chimp. Ch- um, ch- chimp. <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't know chimp. what you're getting at. I'm not getting, I'm, something will come up. I'll just start the sentence and it'll end with something good. The episode is called Valhalla. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, I was in uh, more like Val. <laughs> 
Val <laughs> Aper. <laughs> hmm. What is Valhalla? Some sort of heaven, right? Something I don't know. I was going to ask you. I'm pretty sure it's like a Nordic. Yeah, I've googled level it. Level of he- heaven or something. Old Norse, the Hall of the Slain. Oh. Um, so I guess that that is something. It's yeah. located in Asgard, ruled by the god Odin. So it's a Marvel thing. Yeah. Half of those who die in combat travel to Valhalla upon death, led by Valkyries, while the other half go to the goddess Freya's field, Folkvanger. Yeah. So, yeah, I think Stan Lee came up with the concept of Valhalla uh, and about 20, 30 years but ago. But so half go to one and half go to the other, but how is it decided? Is that like a heaven and hell thing? Or? I think it's more like a eeny, meeny, money mo. <laughs> right, lucky Have day. you ever played Duck, Duck, Goose? <laughs> It's a similar sort of scenario. Everyone right. sits in a circle and then Odin goes around <laughs> the background, duck, duck. Only he actually says, Valhalla, 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 Forvigar. <laughs> and then he runs around and then the Forvigar person has to run around him in the field. So Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm pretty sure that's that sounds like a fun game. Yeah, it is to... fun. Well, not only a fun game, a fun afterlife. Yeah, right. And that's forever as well. <laughs> I can't immediately see where it relates to the episode, but... No. Ah! Uh... Because last, last week's one was clear. It was called the Majestic 12, and in it, there was a group called the Majestic 12. Yeah, very direct. Um... Oh, I know why it is. It's because one of the Swedish guys dies. Oh. And they burn his leg. Spoiler alert. Okay, we'll get to that. <laughs> that's got to be That's got to be what it is, right? Uh... Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it feels like a stretch if that's all it is. I um, I had another thought, but maybe it's tenuous. But anyway, let maybe we can we can. Uh, when we get up to that piece, you can end. let us know. All right, so this is the synopsis for the episode. Uh, summoned to an emergency meeting, the siblings hatch very different plans for how to spend their last six days on Earth. Leela confronts her mother. Yeah, who right. Is the Lila. Lila, <laughs> and her mother is Chelsea Handler. Chelsea Handler. Um, the uh, <laughs> emergency meeting is kind of an interesting. Yeah, because uh, it just felt like they kind of all rolled up together to catch up a bit. Yeah. In the but, first and, and season, like, they ha- called some emergency meetings, but it wasn't like that this time around, was it? I mean, I don't know. Five made an effort. But it's like, how urgent can it be if we're five episodes in? Like, nothing's happened really to call it to call. Mm. Like, there's still just five trying to get people together to save the world. Um, was the interesting thing when the meeting was called? Everyone already knew the world was coming to an end, apart from Klaus. Yeah, no one thought to tell it. <laughs> no, <laughs> just, that's uh, fair enough, I suppose. But before that, we start in a flashback, going all the way back to the year before. <laughs> yep. To 1962. And we see Pogo, a young Pogo chimpanzee, who we met in an earlier episode um, this season. Obviously, we met him for the first time in the first season as an old Pogo, but mm. baby Pogo we met a few episodes ago. Um, Is this like them trying to do baby Yoda? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, he's very cute. He's very cute, cute yeah. CGI chimp, and uh, he's very um, sort of an advanced chimp. They're testing him for yeah. So he's delivered to this sort of science lab in a from the Congo in this crate. Yeah, um, I think it's said. And and yeah, they're they're training him for it's like a maybe a NASA thing maybe I don't know or or like a I don't know they're they're training him for like a space 
uh, program, it seems. Yeah. Um, putting in through all those those paces. And Sir Reggie is there sort of in the back watching on through all his training. Um, and they, they send him out to space in a little spaceship. Yeah. It's fun. And he's sort of having, he looks like he's doing pretty well. Yeah. Oh, and the main trainer, sort of the Jane Goodall type character, although I don't know if Jane Goodall did those kind of tests. She was more out in the wild, wasn't she? But, um, more of an observer. Yeah, so uh, the main scientist trainer is, is the woman who, the actress who plays Grace. Yeah, right. I, I wasn't was it? sure. I don't know. But I... we're still not, we're still assuming it's not actually Grace, right? Yeah. I assume she's not a robot. Yeah. But is it her? I I I wasn't I don't know. Oh, maybe it wasn't. She she looked like a if it Well, was. maybe it was. And I but she also looks different in this time period to when she's Yeah, a robot. Sort of a robot. <laughs> in um, 40 years time. Oh, you keep talking about. It. I'll look that up to make sure. All right, cool. Yeah, I was wondering I I thought it was interesting sending um Pogo to space. Um are they tr- were they trying to send it to the moon like Luther? It did. It, it feels like this show is a bit obsessed with the moon. Yeah. Um, In the first season, Luther got sent to the moon. Then the moon exploded. Then uh, now they've sent a chimp into space. All right. So, I mean, three things across 15 episodes. Just obsessed might be strong. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's, I don't know, that's kind of interesting. I wonder what, what was... Um... I still don't know what Sir Reggie's up to. I still don't know what no. he's trying to, you know, what his plan is. Why is he interested in apes? It comes up again later, um, his interest in apes. Um, I, yeah, he's, he's a bloody mystery at the moment. Um, so they, uh, he, he, so he's, he's sent up in this, in this spaceship, but um, something goes wrong and the spaceship blows up. He's, he's, he is injured um, injured in this, um, uh, what would you call it? Uh, an accident? Yeah, we're just coming uh, on re-entry. Yeah. The, the craft burnt up. Yeah, right. So um, that leaves him sort of sc- scarred. And it was stuff, mirroring but... the um, Luther's injuries in season one. His origin yeah. story of becoming the ape man. Um, in yeah, this case, and... though, this is a chimpanzee becoming a man ape. Yeah. It's so like it is just exact it's a, it is a reverse. Re- exact reverse, and so yeah, um, and uh, yeah, and so Reggie is the one that he he's, so so um, Pogo's there on you know drawing his last breath sort of thing, and uh, Sir Reggie comes in with a a, a, a syringe with some sort of uh, serum in it. It looks like blood. Like I I, I sort of I wound it back because I'm like oh I wonder if it's the same. I wonder if it's like the light balls. I wonder if he's using those to, but it wasn't that. It was, it's just, it seems like some sort of blood that he's injecting or something, or, you know, blood-like substance serum. And that basically straight away brings him back to life, like how um, how Luther was brought back to life when he was injected with maybe the same serum or maybe the, I, did we assume that was Pogo's blood? Yeah, I think we did, but now I'm guessing it probably wasn't, right? Yeah, I wonder if it's, if this is the same liquid or um or some variant what i don't know if is this something that reggie has invented i don't know um it but is she who she is this is jordan claire robbins who yeah. played grace in season one she's credited as grace oh it is her okay great so i maybe either it's the human called grace 
who Reggie then goes on to create a robot based on Grace, or this is all, like just an early version of Grace the robot. Yeah, right. But they've shown no indication. It seems like it's a human. I think it. I hear yeah. it being her. I, yeah, I think she's a human. Um, we see. So so they. Um, he, he, the, uh, Pogo is sort of brought back to life. And uh, we, we sort of see a bit of him. So I guess Reggie sort of takes him under his wing a bit. Um, but it instantly cures his burns. Yeah, Did you right. that? It was just like cured right in front of our eyes. Yeah, that's amazing. I wonder what it is. Um, Seems great. I'd, I'd love to get that. Yeah, that'd be sweet. It would absolutely ruin the Band-Aid market. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, we see Re- Reggie reading to Pogo, um, and he's re- he's reading in ancient Greek. I think it might be like Homer's Odyssey or something. He says something about oh, Homer. Because isn't that what Five yelled out to him, yeah. Reggie, last week? Yeah, so that must be what he, what he reads to his kids. He reads a passage in English as well. So I guess this is where Pogo is absorbing the language. Right. Um, you know, and becoming smart through the book. Um. And and there's like at the, the the end of this sort of sequence, they do the umbrella sort of uh, academy logo thing, but it's over a like a crayon drawing of you can see their little family. It's it's Reggie and it's Pogo and Grace, um, and they're they're a happy little family, I guess. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's a really sweet moment. Yeah. Compared to the, I think maybe the last episode that so every episode starts with a different umbrella logo. Last week it was in blood from someone that Lila had killed. Oh right, yeah. Leela? Uh Lila. Lila. Okay. <laughs> Should be able to remember that. One that isn't from Futurama. Right, yes. Um so back in nineteen sixty three, the future from where we just were. <laughs> yeah. Back to the future. Um so uh continuing straight on from the end of last week's episode, uh Reggie uh has driven away from the, the Mexican consulate. Even um, though he yelled out some Homer words. Yeah, even though yeah, he's working Greek. Um, he just brushed it off like it was nothing um, and drove away. Uh, we see um, the Five and Lila are there uh, with Diego as well. Five is is sort of angry and very suspicious of Lila after seeing her um, her moves. <laughs> she obviously uh, yeah, well, this look after herself. Yeah, well, saying in the last week's episode, I'm like, it's so silly. Surely they're <laughs> like, why is she such a good fighter? Yeah. And then I just had to wait till the next conversation. They're <laughs> like, why are you such a good fighter? What are you hiding? Yeah. It was exactly how they should have reacted. So that was a relief when they did that. Yeah. Because <laughs> I found it really frustrating when, when it looked like they weren't going to do that. They just weren't going to address it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she she sort of just brushes it off, but also, but but now Diego is a bit suspicious. He's like, yeah, why are you good at fighting? And, and why, why did you? Why didn't you help me? Well, yeah. <laughs> I was getting. He said I was getting my ass handed to me. Yeah. Um, so it's a yeah a bit of trouble for Lila. She's kind of uh, out out of the group um, with all of that. Uh, we see Klaus is quite hungover after his bender. Uh, he's on the kitchen floor at Allison's place. Um, uh, he sort of he uh, shares his troubles with Allison. They sort of bond over how shitty their lives are, I guess, at the moment because Allison is sort of uh, having a bit of a separation from her husband. Um, so that neither of them are in great spirits, really. And it, um, well, the first thing that happens is um, Klaus is talking to Ben. So we ha- see oh, them yeah. having a conversation. Allison comes in and says. Speaking to another ghost, and he and, oh, yeah. and Klaus for some reason is keeping it a secret that Ben's come 
through uh, the time travel. Yeah. He said, oh, just some some cowboy. There's lots of cowboy ghosts here in Texas. <laughs> and then later in the episode, uh, someone asks if Ben came through. Yeah. And he said, no, nah, turns out ghosts can't time travel. <laughs> just being an arsehole Yeah, for even some though reason. it was right there. And, uh, yeah, it's interesting. I, I I did wonder why. I wondered if if Ben is annoyed. Does Ben want them to know that he's there? Or I, is this... His... I think he does. Because he said, come on, or something at one point. <laughs> and, he doesn't um, seem too fussed about it, though. Like he's I think not... he's just used to Klaus being a... A bit of an asshole yeah. to him. It would be frustrating if you had a really great idea or something, yeah. and you're just like, I just, and, you, and and Klaus just won't let you <laughs> communicate. But uh, I'm guessing it's got to be a it's got to be a, a important for the plot somehow for the others to not know he's there yeah, in a future episode. Otherwise, but I don't I really like, understand didn't, why. Didn't this happen in the previous ep- uh, previous season? So Klaus would also, there were a couple of times where he also said that, that Ben yes, wasn't there. Yes, that's true, yeah. To, when they were voting maybe yeah. about something. And, and so, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, he seems to do this a bit, but ultimately Ben was there at the for the big fight at the end of season one. He was there and, you know, did his he played his part. And also in the first episode of season two when we saw the supposed um, end of the world that's coming, he was there fighting the Soviets as well. Yeah, right. Wasn't he? He was remember. octopusing him, I think. Okay. Um, that makes sense. Uh, so Alison is sort of sympathetic to Klaus and they go off to do some day drinking. <laughs> yeah, first um, she, she smells what he's drinking and goes, oh, yuck, and Ben goes, that a girl. <laughs> Cause, really... Yeah, because Ben's trying to... Trying to uh... Yeah, he's trying to stop Klaus from... Falling off the wagon completely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> she says this. Says at a girl, and then uh, she goes, "We can do better than this. If we're gonna day drink. I got much better alcohol." It would be nice to have a Ben. I think, like a, a voice of reason in your life. Yeah. Yeah. You you don't have one of them in your head. The voice in the back of my head. Oh look, I probably do have inklings sometimes. All that day drinking has really shut them up, hasn't it, Evan? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so then we we cut to Vanya and Sissy in bed the uh, morning after, um, and they're chatting about how great it all is and how well, I don't say love, but you know they're clearly uh, feeling feeling the love for each other. Yes. Um, but then, and they were talking about having a you know just having a, a lazy day in in bed, and um, then Carl, the uh, deadbeat dad rolls in earlier than expected and um, they sort of panic or sissy does and yeah because yeah. they're in his bed right I guess <laughs> like or they're well I think she's in her bed well yeah but I mean that that they're their bed yeah um yeah well I mean yeah at that point she's having an affair so <laughs> yeah that's about to be busted having an affair yeah, so I, I guess, guess I didn't really think about that um yeah so that's that's going to be a problem for them. I think it, f- it doesn't feel like that because he's such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's he's so absent. Like yeah. he's he's one of these characters who's there but he like you really don't see him very much and when you do see him he's not a huge focus on things. During that scene before he arrived, I I did think I'm like has he if they just like stopped <laughs> Writing him into episodes. Yeah. Like, I, every I single time I forget what he looks like. <laughs> yeah, he's got oh, one yeah. of those faces. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So that's 
that'll be a problem for them. Um, what else is going on? Luther and Diego, um, they're uh, they're hanging out with Five. Um, they're kind of blaming Five for everything that's gone wrong because they were they were doing okay until Five rocked up and dragged them into all this stuff. Um, so they're kind of right there, but uh, nevertheless, uh, the world is still going to end. So they but need to... Five does he denies that it's his fault. Um, He's like, it, it doesn't have anything to do with me, but something has happened here. He he apologizes later for for the time traveling going awry, but I mean, it was either that or get exploded by the moon. Yeah, you know, I don't know why he's really apologized. He saved all of their lives. Yeah, I guess yes, he did. He definitely did. Um, but he also kind of set in motion uh, the moon exploding. The events that led to that, but also it was going to end anyway, as we saw. Yeah, it's a bit definitely a bit complicated uh, as to who, who's, whose uh, fault is what mm. and uh, what would have happened if other things didn't happen. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's there's a bit of a conversation later about um, Diego saying that they they came back here for a reason. It's because you know it's because they need to save JFK. Like he, he believes that he. That they all landed here by fate or something. Mm. Um, because, yeah, a few of them... Well, he, he started out strong with his list. He's like, Luther works for the guy <laughs> who ends up killing his killer. Yeah, right. Uh, I've... And what is he? He says something about he's connected to the killer and uh, Allison is working in politics. Yeah. And then it sort of fades out from there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is it, yeah, it's like Klaus is, done, <laughs> is it? so it's probably related <laughs> yeah. in some way. So his theory is that they're all somehow connected to this to, to JFK's uh, assassination. Um, but uh, and they have got footage. They've seen footage of their dad on the grassy knoll. Yeah, I mean it is all weirdly connected. But um, but how does how does that link up with five? Like I, I assume yeah, why would he just, five have done like it? It was like the universe sent them there. I guess what maybe he's subconsciously, thinking. yeah, tapped into something and and landed in that particular mm. time and place. Um, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah, I suppose so. But yeah, he's trying to. He's basically going. Let's get it. Let's get the gang back together. So, uh, after, um. Uh, Carl gets home. He's letting uh, Sissy and his son Harlan and Vanya know about this big deal. He's he's closed and um, <laughs> his big shower accessories deal, or whatever. <laughs> and then he he gets horny, I guess, from it. He's made a sale now. He's, he's in a good mood. He's in a good mood. <laughs> and uh, and Vanya's starting to uh, so Harlan's playing Operation. Yeah. And that, that uh, gong sound. It's not a gong sound. What it's is it? A, it's a the buzzer. buzz. The buzzer keeps going off. So it's, Sissy's in the kitchen and and Carl's in the in the in, in the kitchen and, and he's sort of like trying to come on to her and she's sort of you know sort of pushing him back a bit and he's just getting a bit aggressive. Yeah, he's um, get, like right in front of his son and a guest. Yeah, it's, real, it's just a weird. It's a, an awkward scene. A very weird thing. Yeah. And then so Vanya jumps in to um, stop him. Sissy tells her to back off. And Vanya's powers are starting to, she's hearing the sounds of the buzzer and her, her powers are starting to come up and um, she ends up just cracking a window and that sort of breaks the tension. Yeah. Uh, Didn't destroy the world. No, 
Just one window. Yes. Um, and yeah, so um, yeah, it's all it's a, that's a confusing situation for Vanya and sis. Well, for everyone in, in that family, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's definitely... apart from Carl, who's just a <laughs> big oblivious doofus <laughs> slash. Yeah, what happened to my window? Yeah, just um... <laughs> sort of misogynistic old school uh, sleaze ball. Well, but it, you know, of the time. Oh, it's, it's, it was it's, a different time. It's well, yeah. I mean, I guess it is, and a... I think that's why Vanya to Vanya it feels very uncomfortable, and Sissy's sort of saying this is just how it is, almost. Yeah, yeah. Vanya's a relative to all them is a radical feminist, I suppose, <laughs> for the to the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, you shouldn't talk to your wife like that. Yeah. All right, you're radical. <laughs> um, we we skipped over something in the previous scene, an important thing um, that uh, Luther. Uh, reveals that the first thing he did when he landed in the 1960s uh, was he went to he took a bus and he went to go visit oh, his dad. Right. Um, and so we see this in a in a flashback uh, where we see yeah he's see him get on the bus he hasn't quite got enough money but the bus driver's like oh, it's, seven it's, cents short and the bus driver they really focus on how much he stinks the bus driver mentions it <laughs> as he walks into the uh, Reggie's house everyone sort of no. Notes it. Oh, this guy stinks. Yeah. And oh. Reggie says it to him. The stench of failure is all over you. He's an ape. Uh, Give him a man. break. He's an ape man. Who you turned him into an ape man in the future. You wouldn't understand, but okay. Give him a break. Um, yeah. He, so he goes to the family house that we, we've seen in you know in the previous season, um, and we see a younger Sir Reggie uh, entertaining a crowd. Yeah, he's, um, uh, he's really schmoozing him. It's the life of the party. Yeah. It's cracking jokes and stuff. Um, it's a side of him we haven't seen much of. No. He's normally very just mysterious um, and stoic. Uh, anyway, so Luther basically goes right up to him and says, I'm your son. <laughs> yeah. It's a great opening line. As he's been practicing on the bus. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to um, sound crazy, but I'm your son. No, you're not. <laughs> yeah, Reggie just flat out is like, nope. You don't, you know, and he's like, but no, yeah, I'm from the future. He's like, no, you're not. And, and he's like, I believe in, basically says, I believe in time travel, but I hate kids. Yeah. He That's says, where your plan he, comes. He thinks he's a spy. Yeah. He says, go back to your KGB or whatever. Um, and yeah, he says, the, the, the flaw in your whole story is I would never have kids. Um, anyway. And then it's, <laughs> I love the, it cuts back to Luther and he's like, I took a bus. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. He's a, he's he's a funny, funny, funny actor. Yeah, he's he's got great timing. <laughs> but he is, yeah, just sort of a tragic comedy figure in this. Yeah. Uh, so that's, uh, that's a bit of fun. So then uh, Lila is uh, talking to her mum, the handler, Chelsea Handler, and she's like, what the hell? You said the Swedes and I were all, were all working together, but they were there and they screwed everything up. They came in and they started... They were taking down Five and uh, Diego, mm. and it blew everything up. Now they, I blew my cover and that sort of stuff. She said, "You said they're all here, we're all here together," and so the handler has to concede that um, the commission actually doesn't even realise that either of them are there. The Swedes are there for the commission, but Lila and the handler are there um, secretly. So yeah, that, that's, kind of as we suspected. Yeah, a, a we little thought bit. something was going on, but but they she didn't clear up why they're there, mm. who they're there for, or what their plan is, and she wouldn't tell that to Lila either. She said she's basically on a needs to know 
basis. Yeah. And she doesn't need to know. <laughs> um, but Lila uh, delivers the handler Diego's knife, um, which is interesting. Yes. What do they need that for? Um, we'll find out later. Uh, uh, so Vanya, so, so Five wants to get the gang back together. So they've, they've got Vanya is now um, uh, at this Elliot's place uh, with, with Diego and Luther. This is basically their base. Um, uh, this is the f- I think it's, this is the first time Diego's seen Vanya since the big uh, end of end of season um, finale last last season, um, and so he's he's got a bit of processing to do. Uh, yeah, he's on that. guard. Yeah, uh, but Vanya of, of course still has no no memory of all of that. Um, and then uh, Allison and Klaus arrive uh, pretty tipsy with with five. Um, so the gang is finally all back together. Yeah. In the 1963. Five apps in. Um, there's a bit of uplifting music. It's a big moment. Uh, Vanya and Allison hug, which is nice, because, again, it's the first time they've seen each other since... Uh, uh, they almost killed each other. Or yeah. mainly Vanya almost killing Allison twice. Yeah. I Did they see each other in the... Well, I guess Vanya wasn't exactly her hel- herself uh, right, right at the end. Um so yeah, the last time they have spoken to each other was uh, uh, when Vanya was, um, yeah, al- almost killed her, basically. Well, yeah, I guess the second time was more, Alison was, had the gun to Vanya's head, but she, oh, yeah. she just, she used it to kill the, her trance rather than her Yeah, which in life. turn destroyed the world. So yeah, that's true. Could have, just, could have just shot her. Anyway, uh, so maybe Alison is responsible mm. in the end. Yeah, in the end, it was all Allison's fault. But I guess she wasn't to know, was she? Um, five, uh, five. This is where Five asks if Ben uh, is there. He asks Klaus, is, "Is Ben here as well?" And he's like, "Nah." Yeah. It turns out he can't time travel. Like, and, then, right. and Ben, yeah, I'm pretty sure Ben was not happy about that. Yeah, but interestingly, the other thing is like, I don't know if we would you would expect them to care more. They're like that is like oh not here oh well yeah <laughs> yeah just... well, one of our, our brothers isn't here but I guess they but I guess he died years ago. ago yeah yeah it's... it's a bonus whenever he pops in <laughs> yeah uh, for uh, to help out in battle um, we uh, uh, we then see that the handler and Lila um, have gone somewhere they've um, they're outside the house that the Swedes are staying at. Um, they uh, recall they decapitated the owner of this house. Yes, there's a room for rent or something. They I missed and... this part, but I'm just reading on a on a recap uh, on the uh, UmbrellaAcademy.fandom site. It says, meanwhile, the handler and Lila visit the house that the Swedes are hiding out in. Lila posts a transmission down the chimney, and when the Swedes open it, they find a photograph of Diego, their next target and a location. I didn't see the bit where Lila dropped down the chimney. I was obviously oh, you don't quite the see that. Yeah, they see. Um... <laughs> oh, is that they saw him on? She was on the roof later. Yeah, well, so they, that was a separate uh, roof, though. I think it's a separate roof. No, so they they look at the house and the handler is just like you always were good at climbing, and so and oh, then it's, right. And then you see the the, okay. the, the commission uh, memo tube or whatever drop down the chimney. Right, I wasn't. It's just left quite... to the viewer to assume that she and climbed up. And I wasn't quite paying and, any yeah. attention. Enough um, attention. So, I was paying some attention. <laughs> I promise. They, um, I feel like they need a more secure system for their the canisters. <laughs> yeah. 
I thought it rolling down the chimney seemed a bit funny as well. Normally it comes out a tube. Yeah, yeah. That should have. But it, it was the one of the dumber seeming Swedes. Mm. You can really see their regrowth. Like at least two of them, you can see just the hint of dark roots. Yeah, so they're dyeing their hair blonde. Yeah, I mm. assume that's the actors. Like that's in because that's the only thing connecting them as brothers. Right? Do they all have regrowth? Well, I think that they're all meant to be blonde, but right. I assume they're meant to be natural blondes. But yeah, maybe. Maybe they. I'm sure the budget would have been big enough to get all the way to the roots. Yeah. I mean, it's only very faint. They could be dyeing their roots. I don't the know. The characters. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe it's something. Yeah, maybe that's. That doesn't make much sense. <laughs> it's a weird fashion statement, but they're weird blokes. They are weird, yeah. Um. <laughs> so. Okay, great. So they're they're on to Diego basically now. They've they've got their marching orders. They've got to take down uh, Diego, and yes, there's a set of coordinates. So which is a they would assume that's where he is, and that's the way they need to go. Uh yeah, right. I yeah, I, I definitely was doing something else during this point. Because <laughs> right. yeah, no, I'm just connecting it all. That's why they go to those woods. Yeah, they go to the woods to go find him. Where they find the knife. Where they find the knife. Yes, that's which right. Lila had stolen from it Diego is, and a, given yes, to Chelsea Handler. It's a trap. Um, five. That's a trap. <laughs> uh, so the, the group is all back together Five is explaining once again the end of the world It's coming in six days uh, The only lead they have is this, this film that was given to them by Hazel Which shows that their dad was there On the grassy knoll um, And obviously is uh, somehow um, Intertwined with the assassination Of JFK Also there, um, you know, the evidence they collected uh, Scoping out the Mexican, Mexican consulate They heard them talking about a plan to Assassinate JFK um, but the, there's still this open question. So sure, all right. So he, he's plotting to kill JFK. But what's that got to do with the end of the world? How does how does that how do they relate? Yeah. Um, so Diego. Um, so they're like, uh, well, we know what we have to do. And Diego, at the same time as Five, <laughs> they say we have to kill. So Diego says we have to kill Dad, and Five says we we have to find Dad. <laughs> Um, so they're uh, a bit, um, they obviously have slightly different goals there. Um, they're sort of bickering as well about the the changes that they're making to history. So they're, they're yeah, talking a bit about like, you know, is Alison, you know, is her political work, is that changing the, the events, the course of history? Is, you know, is it, is it something that they're doing that is going to lead to the end yeah. of the world, right? I mean, it's like they've all... If if you believe the butterfly effect, they've all made huge butterfly <laughs> flaps, haven't they? Yeah, um, but it could be like The Simpsons, where he, he just goes nuts and destroys everything, and then it's all back to normal, except everyone has really long lizard tongues. Yeah, so or the donuts rain. Yeah, that was one of them. That was but oh, that was man, went, that was yeah, tragic. That was, that oh, was that's very... one of the saddest moments of TV. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> heartbreaking. Um, if only he'd stayed for 30 seconds, seconds longer. Seconds longer. Oh, two, two seconds longer. Anyway, uh, this, and this is where, where Diego is kind of explaining that he, he reckons that they've been sent back in time for a reason. They, he thinks that they're all connected to JFK, his assassination somehow, um, and that his solution is to save JFK and or kill his dad. I guess that's the, they're his top priorities. Um, maybe, maybe he think he he assumes that killing his dad is the way to save JFK. If if his dad is actually but the, the, the weird the... thing is JFK dies. Yeah. So correct. Save wouldn't saving JFK be the thing that changes 
the timeline, not letting him die? I, I, I would think so. I think Diego seems a bit sort of confused. He, he sort of he says here, he's just like, I'm a hero. I have to, I have to stop crime. He, he feels like he has a, um, a calling or something, right? Mm. Like that's what he's supposed to do. Um, so I guess he's less concerned about, you know, keeping historical events the way they should be, I guess. Um, and more about uh, stopping uh, an injustice or something, right? Um, but he still wants to kill his dad. So that's a bonus. <laughs> yeah. Um, five explains that it, no, it's a it's a Russian nuke that that you know it's it's not it's not Vanya doing something, it's not them doing something. That's that's it's it's like a war basically that that sort of breaks out. We don't know what causes it right they can't so what they need to do is find sir reggie because he he will know he knows things right so that's kind of that's five's thing he just wants to find reggie and get that information or work with him or whatever right whereas diego's more like let's kill reggie and save jfk and then the world will be saved i don't know diego seems a i'm, I'm, I'm on five's side here basically <laughs> yeah i'm like yeah maybe he thinks that jfk will somehow stop the russians or the soviets but that because that doesn't happen too late surely yeah it's very confusing i don't really understand that it doesn't seem like six days is enough time because it's like because this is we're talking about the same day right like the the jfk the day jfk is assassinated is the day the world ends it seems but um yeah there's all this stuff that i guess we're almost meant to just take for take as um truth not really question it, but it's clearly it's not going to work out that way. I think they're missing things. These main characters are. are they don't putting, have all the information. No, and they yeah they they're sort of going off half cocked with the little information they have. Yeah, their dad was on the grassy knoll, so that means they've got to stop him killing JFK to, to stop well, the end of the world. Well, that's but that's Diego's broken logic yeah. though, right? Like five, I think five is thinking fairly clearly in that we need more information. We need to find out what's going on. Let's find yeah. Reggie. Yeah, he did say it could be anything. We don't know what it is. Yeah, it could be uh, it could be anything surrounding it. Um, so uh, Luther bails from this. He's not super interested in any of it, I suppose. Um, yeah, it was interesting because it, it's sort of the flip of how it went down in the first season, where he yeah. was the one everyone left him, um, yeah, and right. he's like, "Come on, we got to we got to do this. This is what we're here for." This time, everyone stays and he leaves. Yeah, he. I guess he's kind of burnt out at this point. <laughs> he's his his life is a bit in, in, in tatters somewhat, and, and he um, throws five. Five tries to stop him, and he picks five up and throws him downstairs. <laughs> I guess knowing that five can. Space jump to yeah. safety, uh, which he does. He he space jumps to an alleyway, um, uh, which is where he sees Lila on a rooftop, um, uh, and she loves to climb. Very she, good she at it. She loves to climb. That's what she does. Um, but she sort of she sees here. They make eye contact, and she keeps running, and then she's she down on the ground. Too quick, right? She moves too quick. That's what. So I was thinking. I'm like, can she space jump, or is there a second Lila? Ah. I think I I think, and I thought that was about to be revealed later, and it wasn't. But I'll tell you when I thought that was going to happen. Okay. All oh, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's what you're saying. Um, she she yeah, she she moves very quickly. Anyway, but she's she's also sort of clearly luring five somewhere. Mm. They make eye contact. She runs away. So he's going to go track her down. He's he's uh, intrigued. Um, 
Uh, Vanya, Klaus, and Allison uh, get tacos. Yeah. Um, they, they after discussing, ta- tacos won't, if we get tacos, that won't bring <laughs> out the end of the world, will it? How could it? Um, there, the, if if I was in one half of that family, the two way it split up after that meeting, I would have chosen the taco half <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah, they look like they're having a good time. Um, so they wander off, and, and Ben is sort of left there alone, of course. But and he he says he misses them. So anyway, yeah, it's kind of a nice little thing. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, Diego catches up with Luther. So Luther's sort of on his way out. Um, and they're arguing... This is where sort of Diego's saying how he he's sort of how he sort of sees things. He thinks he's a he's a hero, um, and he has this duty to to save um, JFK. Uh, and he um, he notices that there's a, a black car that's been yeah, and he's following them. like he sees that as proving they're on the right track somehow. Yeah, he's like we're on the right track. Everything <laughs> he's he's got optimism bias or whatever it's called, where anything yeah. is like yeah, this is Conf- proof- confirmation bias proof we're doing it right and then um yeah so the, this great interesting looking old fella gets out of very frail old yeah man. <laughs> great look what a cool yeah something about him was fantastic he got out of the car and he handed them a letter which was an invitation from their dad sir reggie the eccentric billionaire uh inviting them to a dinner in a few days time a light supper light supper <laughs> <laughs> and Lucas disappointingly said light supper yeah bit of fun um, so yeah, this and, and but he didn't address them as my kids. He said, or their by their name. He said to my pursuers. Yeah. So which checks out. So Reggie, he doesn't um, doesn't seem to know who they are. No, but I just wonder did did he think more about what Luther said to him? Yeah. So we now know that he's had two encounters, right? He said with Luther and also with five. Yeah. So maybe it's adding up a bit to him. Yeah. Um, yeah, who knows what he's thinking, but obviously he is interested enough to yeah, invite them for some sort of a chat. So that'll be interesting to see how that all unfolds. Then or it could just at... be a trap. <laughs> I feel like it's yeah, not beyond well, him to just make that a trap. That felt like a trap. Lila running an enticing five seemed like a trap, yeah. which I guess it kind of was. Then we cut to the hairdressing salon <laughs> where Vanya, Klaus, and Allison are there uh, getting getting drunk and it ends up being just becoming another dance montage. Yeah. Probably the least satisfying of them so far. They're just hanging out. I thought it was a fun scene. I like um, uh, it's nice when shows get to this point where the characters are kind of developed enough where the characters can kind of just have um, sort of an open conversation about each other, if that yeah. makes sense. There's my favourite episode of Frasier is the season finale of the first season um, is an episode, uh, it's called My Coffee with Niles. And the whole episode is just um, Frasier and Niles at the cafe with the other characters sort of popping in as well. Um, but basically the whole episode is just the two of them talking about 
each other in their lives and stuff. And it's like it's, it's really, one of the classic bottle episodes. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. It's it's. I just uh, yeah. It's really nice when you you know you followed the characters for a while, and obviously the writers have got have gotten really confident with them or comfortable with them, and and they've, they've developed to that point where you can write a scene that's just them talking to it. You know, it's not plot. It's not driving the plot really. It's just like building their relationship a bit or just just having a just having a conversation about each other in their lives is so nice now remind me what kind of things were the were they conversing about at the hairdressers uh, they're all a bit they're all a bit tipsy they just had their tacos i guess yeah i forget the specifics um um i think but in the end they all decide that they the end of the world's coming so they're going to they may as well just tell the truth Vanya was going to tell Sissy that she loves her. Mm. Uh, Klaus was going to face his cult to tell them that the world actually isn't ending in 1989, uh, 2019, like I told him. <laughs> it's actually coming a bit oh. sooner. Or maybe maybe he meant that he was going to go on and say, hey, it's all bullshit. I actually am just a time traveler. Right, yeah. <laughs> Which surely would sound just as magical. Um, yeah. And Alison was also going to tell the full story to Ray, which is how the... Episode ends yeah. soon after where, with Alison saying, I've been thinking about it a lot. I want to tell you all the truth. I, it just feels like this is a too big of a truth for people to take on. Surely <laughs> Ray's just going to be like, why say you're going to tell me the truth if you're going to come up with this bullshit? Like, why would he He'd be like, oh, oh, you're from the future. Yeah, I feel okay. like his version of events is probably more believable, even though it's kind of far-fetched itself. You know, he thinks that she's in cahoots with the police and trying to undermine their operation, which seems a bit thin, but um, more believable than time travel. And then, and then, and once they've decided all this, they have a dance montage to Sam Cooke's "Twisting the Night Away," which is a good yeah. song. It's but good yeah, music this week. It is good. They were good tunes, but if for some reason I don't know why, I just felt like this one was shoehorned in a bit, like. They know we like. They know we like a few of these montages from the yeah. first season, so they squeeze one in. Oh, it still was fun, still, but yeah, I thought it was overall a fun scene in the salon. Uh, then we go back to the Swedes, um, and they're so they're tracking down Diego like they were told to via this canister, or mm-hmm. like they think, which they think's from the commission, but obviously, yeah, was from uh, Chelsea Handler. We and don't. We don't know at this stage what exactly their actual orders are, do we? No. Because they're sort of vaguely... One of them was to kill Vanya at one point. So I, I guess... How do we know that? Remember, that's it, when they ran, she drove off the road? That was because they were coming to kill her. Right. So, she... But I wonder if their orders are to, to kill the Umbrella Academy that, as, yeah. a, as a group, or if their orders are just generally stop this thing from happening and they're working backwards from that. To... I thought we saw them get... And then uh, a canister with Vanya's photo. Maybe we did. I thought we did. Maybe. I don't remember. This is the problem with watching. <laughs> no, normal binging means I've seen all these five episodes in the last day and a half. But because we're <laughs> watching one a week, yeah. it was like so long ago. Maybe you're right. I can picture that, but I don't know if my brain is making that up. Anyway, but they're, so they, they think that their, their new mission is, yes, to, to track down Diego. They go to the woods to this these, these coordinates. Uh, and they, they stop because they see Diego's knife in a tree. Um, and so that one of them goes up to investigate and he uh, explodes in some sort of a trip mine or something. Yes. And, uh, uh, and he explodes only at like a, the lower part of his leg survives. Yeah. Which is interesting. I would have thought the top part would have survived. 
I mean, I'd imagine none of him would have survived, but I mean, the... Um, oh, because the fire, the, the, the explosion's the, coming from below. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know if this checks out. Anyway, yeah, there's a leg there. Well, I'm not a scientist, so I'm willing to accept this. <laughs> Uh, maybe it's just an easier prosthetic to make. <laughs> yeah, for I'm fine. It it, uh, it it does not. Because then they they end up um taking it, uh, floating it off in a lake, and uh, shooting an arrow at it to set off a fire to, which is a ceremony. It seems like some sort of a you know a funeral ceremony. Yeah, it's like it's quite an emotional send off. They sort yeah. of have um the... one of the two is emotional. The long haired tall one yeah. is emotional, and the other the leader seeming guy is pretty stoic about it. Yeah, but the... that I'm guessing that was the Valhalla reference. Yeah, what were you thinking it might have uh, been? I I th- I thought there might have been a loose connection to the um to the. Odyssey, Homer's Odyssey, oh, or the the, right. the the book that he was reading, but I, I I didn't actually catch the title of the book. Even though you can see it, I could I I didn't catch what it said, but I thought maybe it had something to do with that. That's possible too. Often the titles link to the you know the flashbacky bits, but uh, I like that through the when the when they're having their sort of send off for their lost brother. Um, is a the music playing is a Swedish cover of Hello by Adele. Yeah. <laughs> that was a nice touch. I was trying to put my finger on what that song was. Yeah. Adele. Hello, song. I'm Adele. Yeah, that's it. Hello, I'm Swedish Adele. <laughs> it's like she's in the room. By the Swedish cover was by My Kulsvik. Um we've uh, so we've uh, the, the, after the scene where the the Swede blows up um, it, it cuts back to Lila uh, having lured five to a warehouse. I don't think is it a specific place, or it just looks like Doesn't a warehouse. Doesn't seem to be, yeah. Um, they and so that they fight it out. Um, <laughs> it's just like Luigi has a little fight here. Um, uh, it was just a nice little fight scene with um, a cover of "Bad Guy" by Billie Eilish. It's a bit of fun. Yeah, they love a cover, don't they? I so do. the. And he's space jumping all around, but she, every time he space jumps, she moves from where she was. I'm like, how is yeah. she doing this? She got and and before she moved from the roof to running down the opposite street so quickly. Yeah, like so he's like, out. She's out maneuvering him. Like he jumps to her position, and she's gone already. Yeah, like she's. So how is this him. possible? We're not seeing her vanish or run or anything, no. so it's unclear as to how she's doing it. And then so he gets a big metal rod. Goes to he space jumps and goes to smash her, but she's already moved. And then he he ends up getting his foot on her throat mm. somehow, and she says, "You're better than I realized." <laughs> and he goes, "You can come out now." And I'm like, "Oh, this is where it's revealed that there's a second. There's a twin li- l- twin lava. lava. <laughs> yeah, right. But no, it wasn't. It was her mum, Chelsea Handler. She comes out. Yeah. And uh, yeah. They, they reunite. They haven't seen each other for a while, have they? Five in the handler? Not no, since... not since the 50s. <laughs> no, probably 2019. Yeah, when was their last interaction? Was it when they stopped time out in the... Was it out in the desert or something, that whole thing? Or was that... No, it was after that because... Oh, when when he blasted out of the commission. Yeah, right. It's back in the 50s. I wonder if... So does he think she's dead yeah, who who's seen what? her? And yeah, I'm not. I'm trying to think if they've crossed paths again. But he was not at all surprised to see her. No. He'd figured well, he, out he, that there was some connection. He didn't connection. even have to look. He yeah. was like, was... "You can come out now. Yeah. You can smell her or something." 
Uh, <laughs> um, so she would have a scent. She pisses a lot. We know that about <laughs> her. So maybe she has a like a distinctive scent. Uh, whatever Ugh. being full of full of piss. Like. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So um, that's kind of the end of the dramatic end of that scene. Yeah. So we don't know. I'm guessing she's about to explain to Five what's going on, and maybe do they end up on the same team? Are they working together somehow? Ah. Uh, but because if that was the be- case, why not just come out? Just go find him straight up and say, "Yeah, let's work together." Why send out Lila and say, "Yeah, go protect doesn't five. Like, really what makes sense?" It's well, I, mm, I guess Lila is more, um, perhaps more capable in a fight. You know, if you're expecting the Swedes oh, to yeah. to rock up, I, I'm not sure how how handy the handler is. But if the handler knows more stuff, and she was trying to work with five, why not just go up to five and say, "Here, here's all the info I've got." Yeah. She just doesn't work that way, I guess. Hmm. I don't know what's going on there. We'll find out next episode, I suppose. Uh, we also see... Um, so Vanya uh, goes back to the house with Sissy, uh, but uh, Carl is home. And uh, uh, Sissy is uh, still sleeping with him. Not uh, not in the act. Like she's, no, oh, not she's out in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. He's in the bedroom. But, but Vanya... You can see that it's like, oh, you're still, you know, but you don't love him anymore sort of thing. But but, but Sissy feels like she's trapped um, and, you know, this whole talk about them running away together and stuff, she's like, we can't, you know, it's yeah, be realistic a, sort of thing. It was it was just nice talk to, you know, fantasy talk. Yeah, yeah. Um, which so, yeah, is, you so, know, it's like, uh, what do you do with Harlan in that situation? Do they take him with them? I assume so. I guess so. And then, uh, yeah, so... Vanya ends up walking away. But she's like, she's without without saying the world is ending, she's like, we only have six days. Yeah. Let's, you know, she's just trying to, trying to. Which would just sound baffling. Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> six days till what? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so Sissy refuses to um, to go with her. She's like, no, I can't. I'm, I've, you know, I've got my life here or whatever. And then we see, is, the, is it the final scene? We see Alison talking to. Uh, Raymond Chestnut Ray saying, "Yeah, so um, I'm going to tell you everything." Yeah, and uh, and we also see Klaus going back to the mansion with his oh, followers right. as well as a brief little. And they're stoked to see him, but yeah, we don't see any of them. We don't see either of those two tell the truth. Yeah, we don't like see how that's going to pan out. I imagine that's we'll... how next episode will kick off. Actually, yeah. probably more likely, like most episodes, there'll be a flashback and someone's origin story. <laughs> Whose origin story do you think it'll be? <laughs> Um, so there's two kinds. They either do a character's origin story or a character's origin story on this timeline. What happened to them after they arrived? Have we got yeah, all right. seven of them now? All six? So we know, what, uh, we know what Klaus did. We know Luther, Vanya's story we have. We've Alice, had two versions uh... of Luther's because we, we had the extra part today where he went to see his yeah. dad as well. Yeah, I guess they could so always they could be could do a double bits. flashback. Five, what, so what did, I'm trying to remember exactly what happened with five when he, he well he he came but that's how the season started he came back he came back straight into battle, that right? battle yeah and then and then saw spoke to Hazel and then he suitcased back oh, no the suitcase got blo- uh, shot at and oh, he said, right. I told him to make him bulletproof and then he how did he jump oh did, no he something didn't. Hazel did something no oh, Hazel and him. Went back in time, and then the suitcase. Got oh, that's right, because the Swedes up. rock up. Yeah, yeah. gotcha. 
So okay, so we have seen scene five. Allison, we saw. Seen over pretty good. Yeah, I think sh- I, we probably have seen them all now. Maybe it'll be like Ray's origin story. Oh yeah, it'd be cool to know Ray a little bit more. Or Carl. Let's find out a bit more about Carl. <laughs> I want to know what his. I want to know what his story what about is. About Elliot. I want to know about this deal. <laughs> yeah. These shower accessories. The next episode is just. <laughs> it's a bottle episode set in the shower accessory shop. <laughs> that, That'd be. That would be pretty good. I'd enjoy that. Yeah, it'd be fantastic. <laughs> Uh, the other songs we heard, you did mention uh, the bad guy cover uh, mm-hmm. by The Interrupters. Uh, we also had Hey Da Da by Andrea Litkai and Irvin Litkai. Uh, he Can't Love You by Four Holidays and Major Tom Coming Home by oh, yeah. Peter Schilling. Yep. Uh, good tunes. Yeah. Really good episode of music. But yeah, that was, that was, I enjoyed that. I thought that was a good episode. Uh, it was another moving episode, like a... You know, like a, it, it wasn't a lot of big action, but it just felt like it was a an episode just moving us bet- from the start of the story towards the back end, right? Yeah, I can't. I'm not putting that that into words very well. It's like <laughs> a a bridging episode or something. Yeah, it's a, propelling everything forward and lots of. It's probably lots of is that character- what all episodes are? <laughs> well, I don't know. Sometimes things don't happen, but. Um, plenty of stuff did happen, but good character stuff as yeah. well. Like we, they normally spoil us with so much action. Yeah. So the last two have felt slightly slower, but um, the action was good though. I'd, the fight scene with Lila and Five was great. That was good stuff. Bit of fun. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, yeah. So I enjoyed that. We stopped giving them scores, but it was yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought it, the last one was my, my least favorite in a while, but this one was back up with. With my favourites again, I reckon. Uh, so sorry, I'm just getting distracted. So this, the very start of this episode with um, with Pogo the Chimp, is 1962. So that's happened while so some Al- of them are there. Yeah. So yeah. Allison landed in 1961. Luther landed in 1962. Um, so Diego, Vanya, and Five not not till 63. But that's interesting. This is relatively recent. History that, that yeah all of that happened, and they would have potentially, depending on how famous it was, they that Pogo's name might have been in the news. I wonder why. Um, I wonder if, yeah, if Pogo, what, why is, why did Reggie do this? What you know, mm. like is, is, is Pogo somehow related to this plot to assassinate JFK? Is he somehow uh. related to the? The why did he apocalypse. give him the injection to save his yeah, life? Yeah, why did it, like what 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 does he care? What's his interest in this? What? Well, his his girlfriend was was her like prize. Oh, was too chimp. Yeah, I keep forgetting that. He's in the. He seems to be in the team working with her. And when Luther, so when Luther confronts him at the party in the flashback, he says, "I know all about your your." Uh, oh, what a great moment! Or something. Or something we like really should have. We should have led with this. Yeah, he said. I know, know all about your work with monkeys. And he said, apes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he corrected him. It was great work. Surely, I mean, Luther lived his whole life with Pogo. Yeah. His whole, he was the only one who lived in the academy his whole life until we met them in season one. And he never knew that chimps weren't monkeys. Feels like Luther would have known. I mean, he's he is an ape man. Well, what we don't know is that possibly... After this point in time, uh, Sir Reggie does a lot of work with monkeys. 
and oh. and Reggie doesn't know it yet. Uh, <laughs> but Luther knows it. Yes. And so, so okay. Reggie, you know, corrects him. Yep. But but maybe and uh, Luther's just the bigger man. Yeah, he just he doesn't... could say, well, I was actually referring to your uh, your work with the monkeys through the seventies and eighties. <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't. He goes, all right, no, fair enough. You're with apes at the moment. That's fine. I know chimpanzees aren't monkeys. I was actually talking about your work with the spider monkeys in future <laughs> decades. I'm sorry. Uh, all right. So thanks for reminding me of that that scene. It was a great, it was a classic, classic moment. It's a moment yeah. I've lived myself many times over on this podcast. <laughs> um, they're actually apes. Uh, so here's a few uh, comments based on this episode in particular. You can... Comment via the link below if you have any qu- comments or questions and you can let us know which episode uh, you want me to read it out on. Um, it'll be better if it's an episode we haven't done yet. That will make it a lot easier. Um, <laughs> We're not time travellers. No. So this first one comes from Xavier Zayas from Rochester in New York. Zayas. I wonder if he's a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dr. Zayas writes, Hello. Been loving your half-baked recap of the Umbrella Academy <laughs> and had some questions. Holy sh- half-baked? I feel like we we overbake it. If anything, it feels <laughs> like we do recaps normally talk about the plot in this sort of tedious level. Yeah, I don't know. I guess they do. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't handle talking about it anymore. But maybe that's what he means. Um, so Doctor Zayas asks, uh, "What do you think the serum is?" That he gives Pogo. Uh, if it was meant to save Pogo, then why did it give him intelligence but not Luther? Uh, that is. <laughs> is he saying Luther's dumb? <laughs> well, he's just saying he didn't give Luther any extra intelligence. He says yeah. that is if it was the same serum. Uh, keep up the great work in these hard times. Thank you so much, Xavier Zayas. Um, yeah, so we talked about this. We're, we're not really sure. It, it seems like a yeah, like the opposite. It's like the the same, but but. Because it doesn't make him hulking or anything either. It just it keeps him. He keeps the same form. Yeah, it's like it's like Pogo got a human serum and Luther got a an ape serum. Mm, it's so, kind of so the yeah. As a chimp, he got human like brains, and as a human, Luther got ape like strength. I wonder if um, in either of these cases, I wonder if that was intended to happen or if it's just they, they just wanted to serum. save his life and and this is kind of a, an unintended side effect yeah um yeah i wonder and i wonder if that'll become clear because luther was kind of fine before that i want like maybe it was intentional for pogo but uh but you know for, for luther it was just like right. maybe that's all they had sort of thing and yes because luther while it's nice to have the extra hulkiness or whatever like he he was still like that was his power was he was strong before that yeah um and it doesn't seem to have i mean it's you know he's he's put it to use in the 60s but really it sort of made him more of an outcast is his makes him harder to fit in um literally in small places uh but also just in society yeah he cannot buy off the rack anymore no <laughs> um so yeah, that, yeah, that, there's uh, yeah, still a lot of mystery there. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, interesting. Good question, Xavier. I wonder if that'll become clear. Uh, but yeah, it does. It kind of seems like it would just be the same serum. Like this is the one big invention Reggie's made, and he just keeps 
whenever there's a problem, he injects it with his magic serum, and he's not quite sure what'll happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the next uh, message comes from Kamau Natwiga from Toronto in Canada. And Kamau writes, Hey, Matt and Evan, my question for you guys is, since the commission can time travel... It is possible that not all of their agents are from the same time. Maybe they even picked them up from thousands of years ago and brought them to the more current times. For example, the handler may have been from the 1400s, but they just brought her to now, and she does work in the 20th and 21st century. So my question for you is, what time period do you think Cha-Cha and Hazel are from? Yeah, that's interesting. I guess I always kind of had this... uh, uh view that the the commission kind of just exists out of time um but it seems to be sort of very 1950s and it's styling um but yeah the the people uh the agents and stuff i guess that yeah i guess they are from all different times i mean five is from 19 uh oh present day is it is when the first season is set right like at 2017 2018 or whatever 2019 2019 2019? Yeah. Yeah, right. Um, so, whereas, you know, obviously Hazel and Chacha would have been from earlier. Um, but, I mean, I get, or well, they were maybe they're from the future. Yeah, I don't they've know. got they, a slight future. To me, I'd never considered that at all. No, I haven't thought out, about but, this. Uh, the question has made me think they, something about them does seem slightly futuristic. What? About I don't them? know, just their attitude or something. They just seem, seem like they're, cold-blooded killers from the future. Terminator style. Yeah, maybe. Which I haven't seen, but I assume assume people in the future are cold-blooded killers. I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) Why do I mistrust the future so much? I I still feel like they're... um, Distrust. I feel like they they fit in with the the commission 1950s vibe. Right. Um... I don't know what it is about them. Uh, it's interesting because they don't... No one uses much technology in the show, but that's because there isn't much technology in the show. Um, so it's hard to judge it by that. And their outfits, they're wearing suits, which are classic, uh, not from any particular time period. Um, they know how to drive. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what the what kind of clues there are as to uh, what... But I, I, I don't know. I'm just. I'm going to say the fifties. Well, I I'm just thought I just had a little thought. I'm like, when did the cha cha dance originate? Ah, 1953. Yeah, right. So maybe when were Hazel's invention? Oh, hazelnuts. Yeah, hazelnuts. Hazelnuts. This is going to be harder, (laughs) I think. Yeah. Uh, in 1995, evidence of large-scale Mesolithic nut processing some 8,000 years old was found in a midden pit on the island of Colonsay in Scotland. Uh, okay, so, yeah, maybe 8,000 years back. Hang so on, it, 1995? That was when the evidence was found. Oh, right. 8,000-year-old nut processing. So say. probably older than 8,000 years. Wow. Uh, so he's really coming from there yeah, quite a while back. 
if you can go on, you go off that. But they, but they do age, right? Like they do. Yeah, well, uh, but they Hazel can time was... travel, so we do. So that doesn't even help. Like, mm. um, yeah, because he's he's an old man at the start yeah, of this. He yeah. ages in normal time. He said they had a nice twenty years. So yeah, right. Yeah, he actually ages probably faster than you'd you'd expect. Um, but we didn't really know how old he was meant to be initially. This is making my head hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for the question, <laughs> Kamau. Uh, Kamau also writes, P.S. Their numbers are for the milliseconds that uh, they are born. What? Milliseconds? What? Then he says, P.S. Their numbers are for the milliseconds they are born. So. Hang on. Like the number of milliseconds after each yeah, other? Sure. Or? Milliseconds. That's uh, but I mean, this is from a comic book. Maybe you know. I'm guessing in the original comic books, it must have said something like that. But I mean, how would that have been recorded? Yeah, how? So you, well, the one, the the example of a birth we saw was a young girl getting instantly pregnant and giving birth in a pool. No yeah. one there was checking the millisecond of time. Yeah. But I'm guessing that must have just been in the in the comic books. What it must have said. It's part of the lore or something. Yeah, interesting. Thank you so much for that one. Uh, uh, come out. This one comes from Lee in Swakopmund. Swakopmund. What? I'm gonna have to Google where that's from. I didn't specify. Uh, have you heard of Swak Swakopmund? No. It's in Western Namibia. Oh wow. Uh, Swak Swakopmund. Cool. Uh, Lee writes. Hey guys, just writing to advise against watching a singular Avatar: The Last Airbender episode. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about this last week, weren't we? We were yeah. talking about how we thought it would be good and we should watch it. Is that? <laughs> yeah, and someone suggested we do it, and and we're like, oh, maybe we can find out what the best episode yeah. would be. All right, well, what's Lee got to say? He says it is a very serialized show, and I don't think you guys will be as amazed as people would like you to be. And they might be a bit annoyed with you just jumping into one episode. Oh, right. So he's saying don't just watch one episode. Yeah. You can watch all you should watch all of it. Yeah. You're gonna watch it. Right. Uh, answering Evan's question. <laughs> I thought he was like, don't watch a single episode. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> because it's <laughs> No, he said just writing to advise against watching a singular episode. Oh, okay, right. Uh, <laughs> uh, he says, answering Evan's question, it is very good for a periphery adult demographic. And deals with quite serious topics: war, xenophobia, genocide, colonialism, etc. Huh. And never talks down to its audience, but it's still aimed towards children and told from the perspective of children, especially in the beginning. So, if childlike silliness isn't your in your wheelhouse, leave it behind. Uh, I will say I cannot think of a single person, especially adult watchers, who have been disappointed after finishing the three seasons of the series. It has good animation, good music. Great world building and a fantastic lore. Right. Also, and did he mean a single person, or like he doesn't know a, si- a single person? He doesn't who... know a singular person. <laughs> Are you wondering if he, he he met many married people yeah. <laughs> who hated it, <laughs> but the single market they they all love it. Uh, says also to add a bit of info, Umbrella Academy both seasons run about eighteen hours, while. <laughs> Uh, he's called it ATLA, and I've forgotten what it, that stands for. Avatar: The Last Airbender. <laughs> <laughs> While Avatar: The Last Airbender, that's a that's a great um, 
initialism, ATLA. Yeah. Atla. Atla. Uh, but then when we say Atla, then it becomes the, what's the word for initialisms that you turn into a word? Acronym. Acronym. I love that distinction. <laughs> yeah, it's a great distinction. It's one of, it's a, it's a, one of my favorite distinctions. Dave Warnicky from, uh, from Friendship, from Our Lives, he yeah. told me that ages ago. It's a nice uh, thing to be able to correct people on because yeah. everyone just um, says it's an acronym. Um, actually, that's an initialism. <laughs> <laughs> so they, so it runs at 30 hours. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. So I guess... The he, whole series. His point is um, there's way more episodes because the episodes go for 20 minutes, but just if you think about it in hours, it is way less yeah, right. intimidating than it might seem. Uh, that being said, anything you guys do, I enjoy. Mandalorian is just as good of a pick if you guys... Enjoy it more. Love oh, I just pod. watched the Take first care. episode last night. Of the oh, I thought I'd. I'm like, I'm my. I'm gonna hold back in case we do. Ah, uh, I forgot about it. If we do a, uh, what was the working title? Uh, <laughs> binge Boys. <laughs> I forgot all about that. I um, mean, Binge Boys, as bad as it is, I bet you is already taken to the podcast now. Probably. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Lee, for that message. And is this one one more message about? From this episode, this is from Anna Lima in Brazil. I think everyone's messaging from a different country. That's pretty nice. What an yeah. international podcast we're, we're doing today. And none from Australia. Yeah. We're hated in our own country. <laughs> there is a, a podcast called Binge Boys. There is. Uh, yes. Oh, damn it. Um, they got there first. Uh, it's uh, on, on Twitter. The little, little subtitle is uh, The World's Okayest Podcast. There you go. Oh, they've beaten us to that too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't straight away look uh, see what it is, but it looks like they're watching things and rating them. So yeah. It's yeah, pretty self-explanatory, sense. really. Uh, so this message is from Anna Lima in Brazil. And Anna writes, hey guys, I'm so glad you finally got to this episode. I've been waiting for this <laughs> since you two started the season one reviews. Oh, wow. I love that pogo sequence. It is a great sequence. It's not like a short film. Hmm. They do that a bit. They'll do a, like a two minute mini film. Yeah. Uh, even though I've watched season two twice, I've seen the pogo backstory wow. at least five times. Sometimes just to bring up my mood. It's all very sweet, and the CGI quality is outstanding. Yeah, I agree. It's it, great it does CGI. Look good, yeah. And, and one benefit they have from, like, I mean, season one, Pogo CGI was great as well, but in season one they had to make Pogo speak, mm. and that was the bit where it was a little bit iffy. Yeah, well, I mean, it's always going to look a bit unnatural, isn't it? Watching yeah, because a, watching a chimps chimp can't speak. speak. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, and it goes on to write. Uh, it's all very sweet and the CGI quality is outstanding and the soundtrack Major Tom by Peter Schilling fits perfectly. Mm. Now the only uneasy thing about it is to realise Hargreaves seems to be a better father to Pogo than he ever was to his kids. That's true. Yeah, that is true. He's he's a yeah, great loving dad reading him stories. Yeah. Yeah. But he hates children. Maybe it... Yeah, maybe something happens. No, he already does hate children, but he just seems happier with Grace. They're like, maybe Grace dies and he it breaks his heart, and that he. I mean, he's already lost. You know, he already lost his uh, one wife at the start of. Was that in last season or this season? Last season. Remember? Oh yeah, yeah, right. He lost one love. 
Yeah. Maybe if Grace dies tragically, maybe he just becomes broken from that or something. Mm. Anyway, um, yeah, that is true. He definitely does seem to be a better dad to Pogo. Uh, maybe he's not much of a fan of human primates. I mean, we can't all be as good as Andy from Toy Story. <laughs> uh, now I've seen you guys discussing about the way Hargrave's uh, name slash numbered the kids. As far as I know, it seems to be named... Uh, it seems he named them out of convenience and as an experiment slash manipulation. Luther is number one, so it can be the daddy's boy years, always following Hargreaves blindly, while Diego, as number two, will always strive to prove himself and constantly compete with Luther for the leadership spot. Allison, as number three, is much higher up than Vanya, which makes her act more like an older sister and have more confidence which is something Hargreaves never wanted Vanya to have. And yeah, it does it does seem like Alison does seem like an older sister because yeah. they're all exactly the same age. Yeah, I, I forget that all the time. Yeah. I do some seem younger and older, and it kind of does work based on the the numbering a little bit. Yeah, five seems so much younger than the list. Yeah, he really <laughs> does. He's got a real youthful exuberance. <laughs> uh, Klaus and Five, the two more powerful out of the boys, being right in the middle, makes them not really care about their position in the family. It's a nice way to keep them grounded that clearly works since they behave completely opposite to Luther and Diego, the least powerful ones. Uh, as for Ben, number six, he and Vanya behave as the younger children. Uh, it's funny how the number system makes them act as older, middle and young child, even though they're the exact same age. Ben's position makes him susceptible to others, especially uh, especially Hargraves, Hargreaves and Luther, and that might have something to do with his death. Might. Uh, yeah, we still don't know how he died, right? Who's that? Ben. No, I don't think we do. Um, so that's definitely a mystery. And then and the other thing is, so they've got they've got numbers and they've got two names. They've got their actual names and then they've got their superhero names. Yeah. Where did the so, lots of options? So Reggie gave them their numbers. Did Grace give them their real names? Is that maybe? Is that what talk? someone told us? I don't know. Um, but yeah, it is, it's like, um, what Anna or Anna's sort of saying here, it's kind of, yeah, it's like the labeling theory. You end up, if that's what people call you, that's sort of what you end up being. Yeah. You sort of like, you fit the, the naming convention or whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, Anna goes on. Anyways, the message is really already too long. I just wanted to share how. Interesting is the way that the kids' naming slash numbering is a big influence on their behavior. Just to end this with a fun fact, people mistakenly believe that Five doesn't have a name because he left before they got names, but he came back knowing the others' names. According to Jared slash Gerard Way, <laughs> he rejected the name Grace gave him and never really found a new, more suitable one, so he just kept being Five. Oh, there you go. It does yeah, sound like so, Grace. Okay, yeah. I vaguely remember I was talking about that. Um, uh, yeah, right. Okay. Interesting. Thanks for the amazing recap, guys. I'm really enjoying this primate season. If you guys are considering reading the comics, I highly recommend it. They are not very long. It would probably take around an afternoon to finish it all. Oh, wow. Oh, all right. Uh, or at least you guys could read the Prime 8's short story about Diego and Vanya's band. <laughs> if you read this whole thing, thanks very much. I really enjoy the show. All the love from Brazil, Anna. Thanks so Aww, much, Anna. That was so a much. very lovely message. Yeah. 
Um, that, yeah, that's very nice. The messages for this have been really good. I'm so glad we opened them up to these because yeah. uh, definitely uh, making me want to keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from also enjoying the shows and it's been great catching up with you, Evan, through yeah. lockdown. It's great yeah. to see you in person. Anyway. Yeah. Um, there's a few other general ones there that I was going to do, but I might maybe I'll save them for next week because there's not, or there's only one at this point message specific to episode six. So if you do have any thoughts about episode six or the the last five episodes, like I say, send a message through on that link below, and we will get to them. Uh, anything else you need to say, Evan? Game of Games is on break, but it's coming. Gamergame.com. It's and coming. We're, I think we're gonna we're we're gonna try and do another episode soon. Um, you do a Christmas episode every year normally. Yeah, yeah. we do normally. We we normally do a Halloween one. We sort of missed that. Um, but we're gonna try. It's it's a, it's a, a big time in gaming at the moment because the new consoles come out next week. Um, the new the PlayStation Five and the Xbox Series X. Um, so I, I want to do an episode uh, f- when those are out. So keep an eye out. We're gonna we're gonna try and shoot something, but um, I don't know exactly when yet. You're waiting on the uh, results of the U.S. presidential election, though, <laughs> aren't you? Before you, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we, uh, yeah. Who knows? It's uh, all up in the air. It is all up in the air. But you'll be twitching about that on Saturday morning. You're doing a live. Uh, I actually, I, from... I might. I don't think I can this Saturday because, you know, what we're doing this Saturday is on sospresents.com. We've got uh, Jude Pearl's live show. Oh yes, she's great. You're going to be on that. Um, yeah, I'm hosting the Q and A at the end of it. Yeah, so that's uh, so I I don't think I'll be able to stream on Saturday just because we'll be very busy getting ready for that. Um, but if you're yeah, if you, if you're out there and you're you're interested in uh, maybe you've never heard of Jude Pearl, maybe you have. She's great. She's such a great performer. She's doing a, sh- a show uh, called Roommates. Um, she, yes. It's so good. I love Jude so much. She's, she's so yeah. impressive as a performer, as a singer Com- and musician. Comedian and, yeah. uh, but musical and, um, yeah, great. Just talented in all ways. Yeah, just one of those people who's white, too much talent for yeah. one person. A bit, um, bit frustratingly talented, <laughs> yeah. actually. So we're live streaming her show. It's going to be actually live. Um, from our studio here at Stupid Old Studios. So you go to sospresents.com. Um, there's also Double Denim. Uh, is uh, Michelle Brazier and Laura Fruit doing um, a show the following week. Um, and if you're a fan of Xavier Michaelides, his show, uh, which we shot a little while ago actually, um, has just gone up as a on-demand, video oh, on-demand. it's a great and show. It is a good show. It's a lot of fun. Lock up your daughters. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of classic Xavier bits in there. Great bit. Um, so that's a lot of fun too. So Yeah, if there's you, heaps of stuff there. on there now. There's there's and a whole back catalogue of Do Go Ons. Yes. The Primates 100th episode is still up there. Oh, yes. With with me on it. Yeah, with <laughs> you and... Uh, Andy Matthews. Dave's Warnicky's on there oh, and yeah. a bunch of uh, guests with messages, including... One very special Toy Story related guest, right? At yes. The end. Um, and yeah, uh, Dugon's also my one of my other podcasts is also doing a, a bunch of live streams coming out, a world tour of sorts, all live from Stupid Old Studios. Yeah. And yeah, so go to SOS Presents and buy tickets to all of them. Why not? Why not? If you uh, go to, uh, the, if you want to do the Dugon ones, you get a season pass for. 
all four streams for the price of three. And that is good value. It's a pretty uh, good deal. That's a pretty good it's deal. It's a lot of entertainment. They yeah. tend to go for a little while. Yeah. Last time when you were doing those, you were doing a bit of like a Q&A at the end sometimes. And yeah, we did a few different things. We did some quizzes and we did a yeah, the quiz was good. fact game. Uh, yeah, we've done all sorts of things. So a little bit more on top of the, the actual podcast itself. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, there's a, a bunch of it's just exclusive to it. And obviously all the vision is exclusive to the <laughs> stream. Yeah, if you like looking at stuff. Uh, but yeah, the Primates one, I remember that being a lot of fun. It was really, it was going to be the last episode for <laughs> quite a while. And well, then, it was. Yeah, three or four months, maybe. Yeah. Uh, anyway, put all that to one side. Uh, let's wrap up here today. Thanks so much for being here, Evan. What a pleasure no it's worries. been. We'll see you all next week. But as we always say here at Primates Podcast, we're back in the monkey house, baby. <laughs> podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.